Welcome to the Ditch a Diet podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, life and weight loss coach. And here on this podcast, we talk all about giving up the struggle with yo-yo dieting. We also talk about healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can finally tick weight loss off the to-do list for good. Hello, welcome back to the podcast this week. So the holidays are approaching and if you're in the UK, it might feel like Christmas has been cancelled. Unfortunately, we've pretty much gone back into lockdown again right before Christmas. So this podcast may help you whether or not you're in lockdown or not in lockdown, because we're going to be talking today all about mastering holiday eating. And I'm going to share with you a technique to help you plan for what you'd like to do this holiday and also how you might want to start managing any urges that you have to eat or overeat when you know that you're not hungry. So I hear from a lot of women at this time of year that they have really mixed feelings and some internal struggles around this time of year. So on one hand, they might be looking forward to the festive season. Perhaps it's time away from work. If you're still doing it this year, you might be spending time with loved ones and looking forward to that. And yet, despite all of that positivity, there can be a fear that we'll go off the rails as soon as we're around all the different food and different drink. And so that leaves many of us worried that we're going to be waking up on the 1st of Jan, regretting all the decisions to overeat and overdrink and feeling like we may need to do a crash diet or some kind of New Year's resolution yet again. And many of us just believe that this is just how it goes. It's a done deal. The holidays are always like this. We always overeat and we'll need to lose yet more weight once it comes to 1st of Jan but what if things could be different for you this year? Because many of us don't believe it's possible for it to be any different. It's bound to happen, many of us believe, because it just always does. We have lots of evidence of all the other years where we might have overdrunk or overeaten, and we don't really think about what we want to do in advance. So that leaves us Um, you know, ending up worrying about whether or not we're going to lose control because we haven't decided in advance how we want it to go. We haven't set that intention. And if you haven't practiced being in a new way around all of these foods and thinking differently at this time of the year, chances are you're going to repeat the same patterns and the same habits because our minds love to default to those things that it knows how to do best. The human brain loves efficiency. And if it's got all of these habits and it's got all of these things ingrained as neural pathways, then that's what you'll revert back to by default. So it's a matter of thinking differently and trying to think and trying to think, you know, what you want to do in advance with all of these foods, changing your relationship to these foods and deconditioning your desire one step at a time. So many of us are used to dieting as well. And when we've come from that dieting background, quite often the story at this time of year goes something like this. We've restricted all our food intake all year. We're feeling possibly quite deprived, possibly quite restricted, thinking that we need to diet going into the holiday season. So we might even be thinking, well, these are the good foods and these are the bad foods and I'm going to eat lots of this and I'm not going to eat any of that. And essentially what we're doing is we're trying to hold off the dam of all of that over desire to eat those foods using sheer resistance and willpower. 
And it's like we've got this internal battle set up then and it's so tiring because on the one hand, our brain is telling us eat the thing, eat the cake, eat the sugar. And on the other hand, going, no, that's bad. Don't do it. So we just have this constant battle going on almost between our good side and our bad side, our so-called good side and bad side. And this can be very, very tiring. This is really why, unfortunately, willpower just tends to run out very quickly. It's a limited resource. So it's not really the ideal way to try and recondition the way we are thinking about these foods. And it's not ideal to start changing our desire around these foods because the more we resist it, the more it tends to grow. If you're having an internal battle, quite often the sugar cravings ultimately will grow and we feel really bloody unhappy because we want to have the thing. And so we need to look at it from a different approach, really. So the other thing that happens in this time of year, although for many of us in the south of England, this might not be happening so much this year, is that we might be in environments where we're not in control of our food so much. You might be visiting someone else's house that so they're cooking for you, or perhaps you're having loved ones over and there's a certain expectation around the types of foods available. So maybe you're cooking foods that you don't usually eat so much of anymore. So what we want to do is really think in advance about what we want to do this holiday season. And then we end up doing less of what we feel like in the moment without actually having set that intention in advance. We leave ourselves at the mercy of our emotions. So whether we go in and we're feeling joy and happiness and excitement and connection to our loved ones, often what happens with those types of emotions is that we want to amplify them. So we have the extra glass of, of whatever, um, the extra glass of wine, the extra glass of mulled wine, the extra glass of Prosecco, whatever it is that you're having a drink of, you know, or um, maybe we end up eating more of the foods, we end up partaking in dessert even when we're not hungry anymore because we want to amplify and really enjoy those emotions. And so we kind of turn up the volume on all of those emotions with the food and the drink that we're having. Or it might be that you feel frustrated. It might be feel like that you feel restricted, that you really want to eat those things. And if we haven't decided in advance what we want to do and we've not set that intention, chances are we may well react to those emotions in the moment. So that's the beauty of, of having a bit of a think about what we want to do in advance. It's going to help us um, counteract all of those possibilities of being led by our, our emotions on a day-to-day -day basis. So we, we have less opportunity to be taken away with the moment, less opportunity of getting swept up in it all, whether they're good feelings or whether they're negative feelings. We have already decided in advance how we want it to go. So the other thing that can go wrong is that we're exposed to foods at this time of year that we only really see at this time of year. And we may actually have much larger quantities as well. And so if we haven't practiced being in another way around these foods, old overeating patterns can creep in. And it's interesting, actually, I was coaching with one of my clients um, just this week around this point, and she went to the supermarket and saw a bunch of Christmas treats in the shops. And, you know, they're so um, beautifully packaged in the supermarket. You know, they're shiny and they've got like lovely design and it just reminds you of this time of year. And she found herself 
walking around the supermarket with her mouth watering and just thinking, oh, I really, I'd love to eat some of this. And then that had her worried, like, I'm going to see my family next week. So what is it going to be like next week? I thought I'd, I thought I'd cracked this. I thought, you know, I was better around these foods. I thought I was better around sugar and wheat. Those are the things that she's decided she has as um, joy eats, which are, you know, the things that we do every now and then. And so she was worried in that moment about how she might get swept up in the moment with her family and Chris at Christmas. And the trigger was just seeing all of those sexy packagings that they have in the supermarkets. And what we found from doing the coaching with her is she was actually getting swept up in the moment of all of the marketing and of all of her fears and worries without actually reconnecting to the fact that she has nailed this before. She has totally figured out how she handles her sugar cravings, how she handles her wheat cravings. And so because this has only come up at this time of year, it's not something that she's practiced an awful lot of. And so that trigger, because she's only seen it once a year, came not out of nowhere, but it's not something she's seeing all the time. So it was really interesting to see how her brain went straight into fear and worry, like, oh my God, I'm going to overeat all of this next week. And I thought I'd, I'd figured this all out. So these patterns can creep in again. And what I love to think about at this time of year is it's our opportunity to practice being in a new way around these foods. Even if you've been practicing being in a new way around something you crave every day. So let's just say it's chocolate or it's crisps or something like that. If you've practiced that every day, that's great. And you've, you've come so far and chances are just like my client, you might find that new cravings come up because you don't see the types of foods that we're exposed to around the holiday time very often, probably just this one time of year. So it's a great opportunity to start practicing being in another way around these foods. So it is great to have a plan and it's also great to figure out as well how you're going to decide what you're going to do when those cravings strike. Okay, so how to have a plan. Let's go into that. So you get to decide ahead of time. And the first thing that you want to decide ahead of time is where do I want to be on the 1st of January? Do I want to lose some weight? Do I want to gain a little bit of weight? Do I want to maintain? So figure out what you would like to do. And if you want to lose a bit or you want to gain a bit, think about how much, because this is going to figure out, uh, help us to figure out what it will take for you to reach that goal on the 1st of Jan. So the second question then, once you've decided where you're going, losing, gaining, or maintaining, is what will it take for me to do this? So we've roughly got about two weeks before the new year. So you might want to take into account um, whatever festivities that you might be celebrating, whether you do something on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, what you do on Boxing Day, what you do on New Year's, if you're celebrating Hanukkah or any of the other ceremonies, think about what you've got coming up over the next two weeks. And if you have a goal, for instance, to maintain, then what is it going to take for you over the next two weeks to maintain? So maybe you're going to decide that you want to eat in the way that you eat when you know it helps you to lose weight. But then 
Perhaps you've got three or four events coming up, so you're going to decide in advance to have certain things on those days that are going to help you to maintain. Maybe you're going to have two joy eats or three joy eats this week, and that's going to help you to get to that goal. If you want to lose weight, that's totally possible, and it might be very similar to what you've been doing already if you are on that weight loss journey already. So maybe you decide, okay, so I'm just going to have one joy in and I'm going to decide in advance. Maybe is it going to be some Christmas pudding? Um, is it going to be New Year's Eve and I want to have a bottle of champagne? I mean, you know, you can figure out what, what um, not necessarily the, the specific meal plans are, but you can actually outline if you don't have that clarity of, what it might look like um, for you on those days. So once you've mapped out the next couple of weeks and in particular those events, then you want to think about how committed am I to doing this? And you want to measure that on a scale of one to 10 where zero is don't care at all if this happens, have no commitment. And then 10 is hell yes, I'm all in. Think about it on that scale of zero to 10. Where are you at in terms of your commitment to get to this goal on the 1st of January? If you're less than an eight, you want to revisit your list from question number two, which was what will it take for me to get to this goal, for me to do this? So you can ask yourself the question if you're less than an eight in terms of your commitment, how can I make this easier? What else do I need to do? And if you find that you've picked one of them and you're really not committed to it, maybe you need to revisit your original choice in terms of your goal. So have you actually set something, set yourself up for failure because you've perhaps committed to, I don't know, losing 10 kilos over the Christmas period? I mean, that's just a, a kind of way out example. But, you know, if you've decided that and then you're looking at the reality and thinking, oh, but actually, I know I'm going to be doing this and I know I want to do this. If you're not that committed, maybe you need to revisit that goal as well. So see if you can get yourself to a place of eight out of 10 in terms of commitment level. And from there, you then have your plan. You've then decided in advance how you want those days to go, what you're going to be eating and drinking, how much approximately, and then figuring that out based on where you want to get to. So the next thing that you want to figure out is your obstacles. So what could get in the way of you achieving success here? So are there going to be any food pushes around? Are you going to be surrounded by relatives this year who might encourage you to eat too much, um, encourage you to drink too much? I mean, I, I love one of my cousins, but whenever we go to his house, he's always going around refilling the wine. And before you know it, like you're feeling really drunk because you don't even realize that he's been refilling the glass. And so if I was going there this, this year, I would be thinking that's possibly one of my obstacles. So I need to keep an eye on how much I'm drinking. You know, so what about the food pushes for you? Are there any people who might make you feel obliged, might make you feel guilty, or you just find it's hard to say no to, just like my cousin, there's nothing bad going on there. You know, it's just like he loves to, to host, he loves to keep topping up the, the drinks, he loves, you know, the drink and the conversation to keep flowing. That's lovely. I just know when I'm in that environment, I need to keep an eye on my drink. So, you know, what, what are those situations for you? It might be that you're going to someone who's made everything from scratch and it's all beautiful and you worry that they'll feel offended if you say no or that they'll feel offended if you don't finish everything on your plate. So think about those obstacles that might 
actually get in the way of you following through with your plan? Are there any eating plans or habits that might come up for you that might be a bit of an obstacle? So for instance, I don't know, is there a specific food that's like, oh, you just die to eat that every year and you can't wait? Is that one of those things that you might need to figure out how to manage your urges around a little bit more this year? And so once you've brainstormed all of the things that could get in the way of success for you, then you want to think, well, what can I do about this to help? So that's where your strategies come in. What can you do to help this situation? Think about your strategy in advance. Now, one of those things um, for you that might come up is an obstacle around um, having food cravings for certain things and not being able to manage those cravings. So how I'm going to talk you through one way of managing your urges. So let's say, for instance, it might be chocolate. So let's just say you find yourself with a chocolate craving on Christmas Day. You're not hungry. You know that you really don't need to eat this, but you just simply want to. So we want to try and avoid using willpower as much as possible, or at least use it in a small amount and try and actually allow our urge and to allow the experience a little bit more. Because when we actually allow the experience of feeling that craving, but not saying yes to it, we're actually letting the body decondition that habit. We're allowing it to be there without resistance. When we resist, things tend to grow. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase, whatever you resist persists. And it's the same with cravings. So what we want to do is try not to resist it, try not to pretend it's not there, try not to use willpower, but just allow it to be there. So if you're craving chocolate, this is the example I'm going to give you. You're craving chocolate, you're looking at it thinking, oh, it's going to be so good, I really want it. You're not hungry. Instead of having that internal battle in your head and thinking and thinking and thinking and taking yourself out of the you know, conversation and not being sociable with people, instead what you want to do at that point is come into your body. So start noticing and observing what is going on in your body at that moment. Okay, so you want to, to start noticing those thoughts. You might think to yourself, what am I thinking right now? So your brain might be giving you messages like, I want to eat that. You deserve it. It's only once a year. Come on. It won't be that bad. It won't do that much harm. So notice any of those thoughts that you've got going on. And then notice what you're feeling as well. Are you feeling deprived? Are you feeling restricted? Are you feeling desire? Are you feeling a real craving just to have the thing? Are you feeling anxious? Notice those things going on in your body. You're essentially just taking a pause to just start going within and thinking about the thoughts, noticing the feelings, and then start noticing, noticing any sensations that you have in your body. Some of the common ones that we have with cravings are um, your mouth watering. You might find that your mouth starts to water quite a bit. Um, you might find that you get this kind of sensation in your mouth or around your throat. That's something that people describe to me quite a lot. Um, also, another one that comes up for a lot of people is this restless feeling, a restlessness in their arms, a restlessness in their legs, kind of like, you know, they've got this urge to get up and go and get the thing that they've got a craving for. Just take a moment to notice all of this. Take it all in. And you might want to really start challenging those thoughts that come up for you 
so that you're not seeing them necessarily as an instruction, like go on, eat the chocolate, you should eat it. You know, you've been really good all year. Any of those thoughts, instead of seeing them as an instruction and like, well, I don't have a choice in this matter, try and put a little bit of distance between yourself. So you've already done that by observing the thought. That's taken you one step back. Let's take another step back now. And you can challenge that thought. Like, do I really want this? Really? I mean, think about what happens when you have that that chocolate or that wheat. You know, do I really want the sensation of being bloated? Do I really want that sensation of being overly full? Um, do I really want to feel sick after this? You know, um, you know, do I really deserve this? If, if one of the thoughts is, go on, you deserve it. Challenge that. Do I really deserve it? Why do I deserve this, actually? Is this going to make me feel better? Is that true? So you can really question what's going on. And if your brain starts having a little bit of a tantrum, which can happen, it's almost like an emotional childhood thing coming out, then what you can start doing is switching into the emotional adult mode as well. Start thinking, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We, it's okay to want this. It's normal to want this. I know I've got these patterns. I know I've got these habits. I'm going to have a break. I'm going to have a break for 15 minutes. And if I'm hungry, I'm going to come back and eat it. That's another strategy that you can use. So you want to give that space to your, your craving. You want to notice what's going on in your body. You want to notice the thoughts in your mind. You want to challenge them and then give yourself a little bit of space. Come back in 15 minutes. See if you can do it all over again. Give yourself another 15 minutes. Maybe at some point you give in and you decide, no, what? I'm going to have that. That's great because you know what's happened at that point. You haven't failed. You've noticed what's going on in your body. You've got progress in terms of how you're managing your cravings and how you're managing your urges. So that's one little tip I have for you on managing urges, and I hope that helps. Um, so that's what I've got for you today um, in terms of mastering your holiday eating. So I, I'd love to um, hear any of your questions. If you've got any questions about how to plan, any questions about how to manage your urges, you can always come and reach me over on social media. Um, we've got a Facebook group that you can join if you want to. And um, you can ask me any questions about the podcast over there. So have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday season whatever you're celebrating, whatever festivities you're involved in. And I am looking forward to being back with you shortly for another podcast. Take care and I will speak to you soon. If you're ready to end yo-yo dieting for good and to heal your relationship with food and your body, why not come and join us on the free Facebook community, Life Beyond Dieting Community. This is a community for women who have experienced a long history of yo-yo dieting, a place where we can explore all sorts of issues like accepting our body just as it is and how we can actually create a new relationship with food and our body so that we can actually feel happy and content in our own skin finally. So on this group, you'll also find there's a weekly segment from me where I'll be sharing a video on a particular topic to give you inspiration and tips to support you on this journey. So on Facebook, search for Life Beyond Dieting Community and come on over and join us. I look forward to seeing you there.